more on Apple Pay, and the secret service, iMessage, and encryption. This is Mac Voices. This edition of Mac Voices is brought to you by the Mac Voices Slack, available to all patrons of Mac Voices. Sign up today at patreon.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, we joined the Mac Voices Live panel in the midst of a bit of a heated discussion on Apple Pay and the credit card industry. Things get even hotter, though, when we dive into the reports that the Secret Service claims they have lost text messages because of iMessage and encryption. Let's go back and let the panel do the talking. A lot of interesting perspectives here, and and I've at the risk of dragging it up, Mark. The the only thing is, I I have to wonder, and I'm not versed enough in exactly how the credit card companies share risk, but I feel like that if you have if you have an Apple card, excuse me, an Apple Pay transaction, that has been that has gone through the watch or the phone, and it's secure. And if I'm a credit card company, I can feel a lot better about one of about that transaction not being. Uh, hacked or bogus, as opposed to one where you know I hand my credit card over to somebody in a restaurant and they take it and back take it and back and you know order um, order right. a computer with it. And your point is exactly the reason why if an Apple ends up taking um, you know like Mark says seventy eighty ninety percent all of it, you know at, at some point I think that would actually be an issue if only Apple people could use electronic payments. And in places that's not going to work, right? Because I mean, if you if you bust out the only other competition to let the Android people pay with their phones, then you're not going to say 40 percent of the population can't use secure transactions on their devices because of reasons. It won't, that's why I don't think we'll fly. Yeah, I think these credit card companies are lucky that Apple allows them to keep any revenue. They should be sending apple fruit baskets as a thank you for their for their incredible <laughs> generosity. You are so right. Uh, it's yeah. not just, I mean, it's American. I mean, you add American. This article Express says is these crazy. poor credit card companies. I don't think credit card companies are required. I mean, to use Apple Pay, aren't there cards that don't work with Apple Pay? Oh, sure. Isn't sure. that something that they enter into a contract with? Yeah, the, um, yeah, it's a contract Apple. thing. Yeah. So. Um, you know, these companies can just choose to say, Express, they all do it. no Apple but a merchant, Pay. A merchant could say no Apple Pay. I mean, too. Yeah, the so, merchant itself, true. Yeah. So merchants, and that happens. We don't accept Apple Pay because they didn't want to pay. Well, and then a lot of places won't even take. Terminals. Yeah. yeah a lot of people, terminals. I told you at the beach this summer, if you go to a lot of restaurants, they don't even take American Express or the law add like a certain percentage to your bill because Amex charges. So every well, time you. I don't think the merchant pays anything for Apple Pay. It's the. Card issuing. No, because I worked. I well, worked at an Apple reseller that used to yell all the time. That says we can't. Every time we do it, we're losing money, and we and he hated it. So unless that's changed in three years, the Apple gets a piece of that little transaction somehow. Every time you hit a ding. Yeah. So I think the way I think the way it works is the the bank you know, gets the the bank gets the cut, and it has co- its own cost of goods are certain amount of cents to Visa network a certain amount of sense to apple um but it's all it's all uh, money out of the pocket of uh, the institution and Bank, what, yeah. what you're saying i've i've started to see some restaurants and things you know that and stores that they do say okay well you know 
we have a 2.99% surcharge if you pay with a credit card versus cash because you know they're getting tired of that. But I think, Jim, to your point, um, there's a lot of rumors out there about Apple wanting to get into more broadly into the financial services business. So, you know, I think your words, you sure. know, five years Why from not? now, prescient, you know, you know, <laughs> that Apple, you know, Apple could take out a lot of these. Uh, again, it's not Visa because Visa is the network. It's right. all the it's all the banks that uh, fund the and cards. the banks are the one that do deep deals with Apple. It's only certain cards. You can only add Apple, you know, your card to Apple Pay if that bank has right. a contract with Apple. So right. you know, if a bank doesn't want to pay this fee, they can just not do it. The thing is, banks want to pay the fee because they're afraid. That you know, then the customer will choose some other card. Um, is American mm-hmm. America Express like is Visa, Mastercard? They they have different lenders. As you said, the name on the Visa doesn't mean anything. The bank name is who's lending you the money. Right. Is American Express their own thing? They don't have banks, right? They are the bank. Oh, I think they are the bank. I think that's yeah. right. They're so both, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, again, so they're kind of like the Apple of credit cards, and that, and the, and the fact that they're giving you the hardware and the software, right? They're, they're, they're the bank and they're giving you the process to, to pay it. Whereas these other companies now you got, so if you got Visa involved, you have Fulton Bank involved, you have Apple Pay involved, you have all these people involved when you're making transaction that, that's getting some kind of fraction. The more people involved with this, the more that's going to go and the more expensive it gets. And that's why you get the fees. And well, now Apple's getting, getting a cut of the bank's cut. That doesn't mean the whole cut is going up. The bank is getting less. The bank has but less. The bank, yeah, but, the but, bank is the one that you know. Apple's taking part of the bank's cut. But it all flows. If the whoever's getting less is going to bring it to the customer. I don't care if it's Apple. I the, don't think the they can do that. They no, do not. They, they raise your, No, well, not necessarily, Warren. Because you know, the, one of the one of the things is that Discover wants me to pay with the Discover card instead of a Visa. Right. And Mastercard wants me to pay with a, a Mastercard instead of Discover. And so the more attractive that the, and the more ways they can make it easier for me to use their respective cards through whichever bank is funding it, you know, the, the better off that that company and that bank are. Right. Right. But we're, so what's their business reasons if, for if, wanting you to use it? So that's what I mean. Because they want you to not pay it on time and they're going to charge you through the nose on interest. On interest. Yeah. Well, and penalties. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what, that's where the money is. Yeah, and, and yeah, you're right. And penalties. And credit cards. If everybody paid on time, the credit, the banks would all go out of business. Right. Um, yeah. I, I think that you know, like any Visa card, and I think Mastercard too. The 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 cut that they take of the transaction is the same. A bank can't say, "Oh, we're going to take an extra one percent." That's that's um, controlled by the network. So you know, the yes. bank does a deal with the network. And then the bank can do another deal with with Apple, but you know, the bank can only give away what's you know its own money. It can't give away the network's money. It can't give away the merchant's money because that's not its. So it doesn't it you know it doesn't change the equation. And 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 they wouldn't want to because then people would just be like, okay, well we're not going to use that. Um, you know, imagine if you went to pay for something and they're like oh yeah if you use fulton bank it's going to be an extra one percent that doesn't work like that. It, but they're doing so it with amex. It but they are doing it with amex versus visa and that's what's happening so some amex i know for 100 percent of a fact that 
it costs somebody. I don't know if it's a merchant. I don't know if it's a bank. I don't know who, but it costs somebody more to make that um, to make that transaction within a lot of states. That's not legal. Yeah, in California, they can't pass that through, except that there's an exception for gas stations. So, Jim, I want to go back because you uh, made, I think, a couple important points together. I think one thing you, you were talking about was the transaction fees. And to some extent, that's, you know, there's a bundle of fees that ultimately get accrued for the transaction. There's there's the lending institutions fee, and then there's the fee that, whether it's Visa or MasterCard charge. Then there's the other thing is, you know, the reason why you see so many uh, offers for, you know, you buy our card, we'll offer you, you know, 1% on 1% on everything unless you use it for gas and we'll give you 5%. Or we'll offer you 4% on travel and 2% on everything else. So those are all offers that you know, the bank, the lending institution, the risk-bearing institution is taking. And they just pay whatever the transaction fee is to transact over, you know, an Visa network or Visa plus Apple Pay network or, you know, actually, no, uh, Apple Pay network, I think, was built on top of MasterCard. But, um, you know, ultimately, you know, all those fees ultimately get paid by the, you know, your neighborhood, uh, you know, restaurant or dive bar or Home Depot or your gas station. Well, <laughs> that's like saying, you know, the consumer pays it ultimately. That yeah, the, the gas do. station is not paying out they're paying one thing like as a merchant i use stripe i just pay stripe i don't know i don't know or care what bank the you the customer's credit card is i don't pay an amount to those banks i don't pay you know a different amount to to visa or american express um stripe just you know deducts the amount and and sends it on to me uh and it's the same no matter what kind of card the user uses stripe has a fixed you know schedule of this is you know what you pay uh, isn't stripe like kind of pay, isn't like a paypal or Venmo? isn't stripe is kind of a, just a payment service thing well it's it's a it's a service it's like a, it's like a paypal or Venmo. but it's, it's much more it's much more developer and user friendly than some of the other networks Mark, did you go away intentionally? Yeah, my watch oh. says not to stand. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, Jeff, Jeff, you just threw something in the chat room, and, and I don't think it is off topic <clears throat> since we're since we're having this discussion. Oh, all right then. Um, here I am, uh, just stirring the or smacking the hornet's nest really hard. Um, uh, retailers charging you an extra fee for using an MX card is actually brilliant marketing on Visa's part because Visa has convinced retailers that it costs more to do an Amex transaction than, than say, a Visa or MasterCard transaction. And and, uh, the reality is Amex doesn't make retailers pay the... uh, the the cost of all those credit card perks that you get, you know, the the points, the travel point, whatever, because someone has to pay for it. So that's retailers. Uh, in the case of Visa and uh, and Mastercard, um, whereas with Amex cards, they don't pay that. So even though there's another cost that goes along with using an Amex card for transaction for for the retailers, 
overall, they're paying less for an Amex transaction than they do for Visa transactions. And, uh, uh, you know, so I guess high five to Visa for being so good at uh, at marketing that and uh, getting so many people to believe it that it's just accepted as as uh, as fact now when uh, it's actually cheaper to use an Amex. I don't know if I would go there because if you do a quick search on merchant fees for Amex versus Visa MasterCard, you'll see that it's not quite, I put it in the chat. I I I think they could, did a good job of scaring people. I don't think it's that big of a difference. Uh, so so when well, you I don't mean, let, in the end, yeah. it's it's not that much of a difference. Right. So and the, certainly the, the not is, worth you charging extra right. for. A are you losing a sale because you're walking to a store and you'll you're not going to pay less than Amex? And that's possible. And that's why some that's why some people accept American Express and some people don't. Merchant wise, right? So the gamble is: are you are you going to make less money? If you accept it, or more money if you accept it. You know, if it works out, more people have an Amex card. Then, and that's the same back to our story with Apple Pay. If more people have Apple Pay, and you accept Apple Pay, and you know, even if it costs a little bit more money, volume wins. So the more volume you have, more people access to have access to our money, the more you can sell. Well, and how so, how I have. I have a public service announcement, which is kind of funny given what we're talking about. But I just got a text message from Wells Fargo, which I haven't done business with, you know, since, you know, 1982. Mm-hmm. It says your account is pending closure due to suspicious activities. Visit, you know, blah, 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 your account. And this was sent, you know, if everyone wants to block this as a spam caller or a hostile caller, Air code 631-620-9474. You know, so financial scam and fraud is alive and well. That's big business. Absolutely. But just to to wrap it up, though, you know, I I, want to make a point that think back to the early days of Apple Pay and, and frankly, some of the early days of the pandemic. And a lot of us, and I know I was among them, um, there were there were stores that if I if, if I had a choice, I would go to store B because they took Apple Pay oh, as yeah. opposed to mm-hmm. store A. I did too. And, and my, so and my drugs were at CVS and they didn't take it. And they, they started with their stupid thing that Walmart tried that uh, Mark yeah. was talking about. And it was That's pissing true. me off. And I would go there every time I picked up my medicine. I would actually like, you know, want to go Karen on them. But I would say something and say, you know, this is this is stupid. Just go to Apple Pay. And then what, two months later, they gave up on their own thing and went to Apple Pay. So, it was as a you, Warren. It's yeah, possible. Thank you, Warren. <laughs> thank you. Yes. They got the president on the line of CVS and say, hey, this guy in Yardley's crazy with this Apple. Yeah, Apple we, thing. We, Warren, we definitely don't want you off your meds. So, yeah. Thank and, hey, <laughs> I imagine the conversation was look, I mean, we need to make sure he has his meds. But on yeah. top of that, do you know how much money he spends at Best Buy? And here, yeah. we cannot show stock in Best Buy. Best Buy was very fair. <laughs> Best Buy was one of our first Apple Pay people, so they don't you know they they knew where they knew where my money was. And, oh, yeah. they do. Mm-hmm. When they all you have to do is look up your account. They know very well. Oh, they, yeah. uh, all right, guys, let's move on. Um, 
listen, it wouldn't be a Mac Voices Live if we didn't if we didn't whip on Facebook just a little bit. Um, and so I, I'm, 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 I'm I mean curious. I, again, I, sometimes I think maybe I take the wrong message out of headlines. So I just threw this one in uh, in the chats. Um, Meta will no longer pay U.S. publishers for news content. <laughs> so, first of all, I was a little surprised that Meta was paying publishers at all for their content. But second, does this really do, I mean, what I took out of this was that Facebook is even going to be less reliable as a news source, as a quality information source, because now they won't pay for that content. Is that, did I just miss something or is that a reasonable conclusion? No, they pay for it. I would think it's the other way around. I thought these news content providers wanted to get on, you know, maybe pay Facebook to be there. Uh, no, no, <laughs> no, they've been, I think that Facebook should pay them and anybody that refers them, you know, they, they, I think you're, they have it backwards, Warren. You're thinking correctly. They're but, wrong. I'm right. Um, I like that. But uh, yeah, things like newspapers and stuff are like they're you know they go to the legislatures around the world, and I think they've got their way in Australia, and I think mm -hmm. some places in Europe are thinking about this too. They're like, oh, Facebook is stealing our content by linking to it. That's their that's their view of the world. Right. Not there's like, something to be said. Not like I'm a writer. Here's my story on Facebook. A lot of people are reading it, and I'm no. happy because no. more people are looking at it. That is not how I mean, they view the world. They, they, their, their view is Facebook is stealing. Okay. And I think in Spain they, they, they got it. You know, a, a law that they had. Google had to pay them, so Google just turned off all links to news in Spain, and then they complained, "Hey, we're not getting any traffic anymore." <laughs> So I remember that. Oh. Uh, uh, if I'm understanding th this uh, uh, this correctly, the uh, the problem that the publishers are complaining about is Facebook posting content uh, from the publications where where viewers don't have to leave Facebook's website to go read the content therefore the publishers are not getting the revenue that they would get when people yes. show up to their web pages and so facebook was saying yeah yeah we're, we will pay you money for the content that we are reposting on our site and uh and now they're saying actually yeah screw that we're not going to do that with the, with the but wouldn't they just not post at least the full article, or at least do what everybody else does and say, read more here, click. Well, I mean, if but that's, that's not what Facebook wants, they don't no, want Facebook, you to leave Facebook. They don't, with the promise that I'm going to pay you money because we're doing this. But if they're not doing that, then the New York Times or whoever it is says, screw you. And here's, you know, the first few lines and let, click here if you want to see the rest. So, Chris, I mean, in the, Chris in the chat room says, was Facebook paying to establish credibility? No, I think they were originally trying to get uh, the content to you know, increase uh, stickiness to their site. Now, this gets really technical uh, in terms of how they would be displaying it, because if they use a mechanism called an iframe, 
basically what it does is it chops out a little part of your browser and allows you to insert you know content from another site so using that you know, that's sort of maybe analogous to stealing because you know they're encapsulating within the facebook experience the ability to read an article from some other site um, and that's true like if if you had access to a payroll paywalled site on the new york times and copied and pasted it on mac voices website that's what that, that's you're stealing it right but you know i think mm-hmm. yeah you know, again i think you know, this this came up um about three or four years ago with Facebook and also with Google, because Google got similar criticism about its news site. And I think they both capitulated and agreed and somehow to pay money to the original publisher. Um, Facebook, now they're under duress, you know, and they're saying, oh, well, we're just going to screw that. You know, that's not central to what we do. So they're not saying if they're no longer going to have it or if they just want to be freeloaders. So I think a little bit more uh, in-depth reporting needs to be done on this. I guess I, you know it's it's an interesting problem, and and it is as old as the internet itself. You know, some sites are out there saying, "Please come and and look at my content, repost my content." Yes, I'm I'm looking for the eyeballs. I'm looking for the recognition. And then other sites like the newspapers or former newspapers now news sites are saying, "You know, hey, we we're providing this stuff. We want to be paid for it." So we don't. We've already got your eyeballs. We want your your wallet now, and so it's it's an interesting back and forth. But if if Facebook really is in trouble, I'm a little surprised that this would be the first that one of the first things they cut. Because if they're if they're if I was going to Facebook for whatever reasons I go to Facebook, and one of them happened to be news, then that's giving me more value to be part of the Facebook community. So they just took a, a chunk out of the value proposition for Facebook by not having news from reliable news sites. But it doesn't mean the reality is we don't know how much we, we don't know how much you know Facebook was paying. And there may be these scuzzy, you know, scummy, you know, alternate uh, news, alternate reality sites. Uh who are motivated or or paid by you know, different things that, that you know they don't care if they get sucked up at Facebook because that's their entire objective. So uh, I agree with the point you made earlier. Doesn't this degrade you know the uh, veracity of anything somebody reads on Facebook? I think yes, it certainly does. Um, but you know, d- does Zuck does Facebook care? I don't know. I will have to see this because the you know, the numbers I read seem a little low, like it's one or two hundred million dollars. You know, I would figure that's a drop in the bucket. You know, for uh, for spa- Facebook for traffic acquisition and other uh, other expenses, um, which makes me think, okay, this may be a lot more than they're publicly disclosing. Yeah, Jeff, you had sorry, you were saying. Oh, uh, what was they saying? Oh, I remember now. Okay, so. I, I'm looking at what's going on here from the perspective of a content creator. And so I'm imagining Facebook is doing exactly what so many companies do, which is to say, look, you know, look at all the visibility we're getting you. That's like getting paid because you're getting so many more eyes on your content. So, you know, so we should much pay you, you for free. You should do yeah, it. For- we're, 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 we're paying you in visibility and visibility doesn't pay the mortgage. So, uh, uh, my guess is that 
this is where we are right now, where Facebook is saying, we're doing you a favor by giving you visibility. And the publications are saying, yeah, and we can't pay rent with that. So pony up some cash. And Facebook is like, ah, you know what? Screw it. We just, we're not going to work with you. Yeah, I agree. This is not, this is not the end of the story. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It just, it, it really struck me as interesting. And like I said, we can't, we have to do a Facebook story here one way or another. Well, at least it's not an Elon Musk story. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So, so look, this is not, uh, this is not a political show and we don't do political discussions. However, um, this, <laughs> this particular <laughs> article came in and I thought this was really interesting. Um, this is the one where iMessage encryption was one reason Secret Service lost January 6 texts and may prevent employees from using iMessage in the future. Um, I, I wholeheartedly disagree. Me too. And I and <laughs> I have uh, some some logic behind that. Well, hold it, Jeff. What do you what do you disagree with? <laughs> that iMessage encryption is the reason this content was lost. Okay. All right. okay. They didn't say that at all. They said they they routinely delete it. They said on the news tonight, they when an employee leaves their post, they wipe the phone. That's exactly what yes, but the part yeah, but, that they didn't say probably on the news thing is that the part of their workflow is that uh, each employee is supposed to do the routine phone backup and uh, and employees were not doing their backups. Right. Therefore, the content was lost. So that's not an iMessage encryption problem. That's an employee Process. and uh, and company enforce policy enforcement problem. And I would say the same thing if this was turned and it was like actually an Android encryption thing and uh, and that and that was being pointed out as the reason this stuff was lost. No, this this is on the Secret Service completely failing to follow their own procedures. And uh, and I won't go so far as to say and being okay with it, but I will go so far as to say and not actively working to address this, which is something that they should have been doing all along. So, Jeff, you know, let's let's take that, you know, uh, and break it apart. So if they, you know, if the Secret Service agents did their backup, so they would back up presumably to a Mac, maybe, maybe a Windows machine. And then they still have they have an encrypted backup there. So um, if they leave and then the phone is wiped, you know, they're left with an encrypted backup. You know, how does how does that uh how, yeah. does, how does that not support uh, the headline and the or in the claims in the story well okay so the assumption that we're making here is that each phone is managed through an individual iCloud account and when you're dealing with a uh, a system like this you're dealing with managed phones that uh that are using uh the company accounts and the company in this case, the Secret Service, ultimately has access to the content of those phones because it's being backed up through their company accounts. So, well, but you're making this, uh, and uh, you're making an assumption there. You know, I mean, one would I'm making, think, a, I'm making a totally one would think that the Secret there. Service is following best practices, but uh, you know, get real, we're talking about our government, so you know, it's it wouldn't be surprising yeah. that they weren't. Uh, Handling it at that there's no way, no way 
no way that they are handling each phone as an individual device and they're not doing MDM and, and total group management and I know. group account management. There's no way. Even, I know even with fact. the government and I have government a, I have a friend politics. that works for the CIA in there. I could ask. David, I want you in on this because you I you, know for a fact they're using jams. Yeah, they've been using jams. I, I mean I you know this shirt I'm wearing is from a jam conference from years ago. I mean I I I know that I've talked. I talked to people at that conference and that work for the government, whether it be the Navy or uh, the Secret Service. That they have an MDM and and they have some serious serious restrictions on what can be backed up to the cloud or not. They want to do a local backup. They want to keep it within their network. They don't. They they don't want you know. They don't want that stuff outside of the other network. You know, I, I you know they were doing a lot of on prem you know on premise uh, MDM and and. They're, they have their own. Right. They have their yeah. own cloud infrastructure. My friend right. works for the government. Their building has a version of the internet that we don't have, and that's right. how they get out. Their so phones. Their phones go into a box. Right. Warren, Warren, and David, you're you're supporting Jeff's contention that you know these these phones weren't being backed up in you know violation of whatever their policies are, and that's why stuff was lost. It's possible so, those Secret Service people were not making sure. I mean, they, they, I mean been... they, they could have done it as a policy, but then there's the law that they read on the news tonight that said the electronic uh, federal electronic rule that they have is you have to hold the data for a couple of years. And that's a, that's something they're fighting now. There's also right. Sarbanes-Oxley, which came 20 years ago, right. which is a law. I mean, there's there's things out there that says you're supposed to have a copy of some information for a certain amount of time after a termination of an employee. But, but how do you mandate for a Secret Service guy who came back and is tired as is, 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 is tired as hell and just wants to go home and never backs up the phone? Not an excuse. Because, no, because that, they don't. Because saying, I'm, not, does it. But I'm, not saying, I'm not saying an excuse. I'm saying... You know, I'm trying to you know, probatively try to figure out. Okay, what what is what is the large scale failure mechanism here? If they have an MDM and Jamf is supposed to take care of the backups, which is supposed to do, I'm guessing, um, among other things, and Jamf is supposed to tell that agent's phone when he's super tired to back up to Jamf or wherever it's backing up to. And, and if I'm he sure. doesn't do it, is if he doesn't do it, then what happens? But he can't who, not it, do it. It's not, not his phone. It's not his that's phone. What, that's what There's an MDM, which puts a profile on your thing that says things that... forces policy. Yeah, on your phone where you could hit yes and no. Okay. Well, you can't okay. do that so on this, So this is, this, this is where I'm trying to drive this thing. So you're, you're saying, okay, the Secret Service agent, whatever his or her motivations are, it doesn't matter. The phone should automatically be backing itself up because it's, they're it's, using Jamf. And it's just going to happen. This is, is not to. Yeah, I'm not blaming. I'm not blaming these individual agents. I don't think they had anything to do with any of this. No, I'm. I'm. I'm going higher. I'm going to whoever's managing the IT, something, or whoever's managing right. the infrastructure, or whoever made that policy that said we're, you know, on this day you're leaving, we wipe your phones, which is also kind of for Secret Service kind of ridiculous to me too. I don't think that what should be the case either. This, um, this story is like chaff being shot out of a. Jet trying to divert a missile. Yeah. You know, Chuck, people you see that they're in you trouble and they're trying to not political. get Apple into trouble well, for what they've done. I, I didn't hear anything about this. I only heard that you, I didn't hear that Apple was being blamed. I just heard that their infrastructure made a conscious decision to delete out 
the phone. Right, exactly. But this story is they're trying to say, oh, no, it's not our fault. It's Apple's fault. Uh, sure. I'm, I'm sure somebody it's always else Apple's fault. Else. Yeah, well, yeah. if you could blame a company that has a trillion dollars, then do it. If you can figure it out. So, so Webb in the chat room points out that Sarbanes-Oxley does not apply to the government. So right. thank you, Webb. I no, but they have their own laws. Public corporations. Right. But, they, corporations. but the government but, has but, but, law. But there are, yeah, there are definitely laws for the government. If you think the panel's wound up now on the issue of the Secret Service claiming they lost messages because of iMessage's encryption, wait till you see the conclusion in the next edition of Mac Voices. I'm Chuck Joyner. This is Mac Voices. As always, thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.